then give me all of these convenience fees, please. How convenient. Those fees are there. <laughs> convenient for them, maybe. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And on this week's show, we join the Kingsman in the first trailer for the Golden Circle. Yes. Disney lays out its release dates for the next several years. Well, you know, you got to plan ahead. God is off guard there. Uh, DC is going all in on a streaming service for mm. its comic book stuff and more. Oh, I want to hear more about that streaming service, that's for sure. Because we know how much I like my streaming services. Yeah, you do. Well, you know, last night, ironically, I was trying to watch the movie Unbreakable from, like, the year 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about comic books. I, I tried watching it once years ago and, and just wasn't into it at the time. Came back and watched it last night. And I was trying to find where I could stream this show at. And lo and behold, it's not on any, like, Netflix or, uh, you know, Hulu or anything offhand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I looked over my wife, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm at that point where I can say, to hell with this, I'm just going to pay for it to rent it, because I, I can't <laughs> even, I can't even find a place to download it illegally yet, so. Man, well, I mean, I had a, 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 a somewhat similar situation on Friday, is uh, uh, we went to see this awesome show out here called Top Gun Live, or I guess technically it's called Tom Gun Live, maybe for copyright reasons, but it's just this wacky theater show where they kind of reenact the Top Gun movie with audience participation. It's really awesome. I went to one the other year um, around Point Break, which was awesome too. But we were like getting ready, so we're like, okay, we got to watch Top Gun because I hadn't seen it in years such a long time, I barely even remember what's in the movie. Except for, you know, obviously the iconic parts that have been spoofed for so long. So it's like, alright, we're gonna watch Top Gun. So I had a feeling, since it's more of a popular older movie, the super popular ones usually aren't streaming. So I'm like, okay, I'm probably gonna spend two ninety nine to rent it on YouTube or whatever. And then I see, oh, it's awesome, it's on Hulu, that's great. But uh, Hulu's servers were just sucking on Friday night because our internet connection was fine. Netflix never has a problem, so I know it's on Hulu's end. They just can't handle streaming me a, a whole movie. So I was just like, it buffered like three or four times about 20 minutes into the movie. I was just like, no, screw this. And I was just like, I'm not going to pay two ninety nine for this movie when I'm technically already paying for the rights to stream it. So, yeah, we just ended up downloading it. So. Well, I can where, come, come to find where, out on my end, HBO had it. Oh, really? Yeah, HBO I, HBO has a huge selection of movies. So mm-hmm. um, I feel you there. Like, you're like, why pay twice, right? Whenever you're, yeah. you're doing basically, that. Basically, our morals are very flexible depending on the situation. <laughs> right. Well, I, I tried to um, find this movie to download online, and it was not working. Like, it wasn't working at all because it's, it's a year 2000 movie. No one's really posting those frequently, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, but, but I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, uh, Unbreakable this time around. So, um, yeah. I, other than that, Mike, I mean, I, I, I bought a bunch of pops yesterday. Westworld pops are out. It was dangerous. I didn't know those. Oh were man. Westworld. You're, you're, do they, do they have like the, the pop of just the, the white goopy, like uh stock character that's like always shown in the intro? Not yet. Uh, what I could, guess I could just go buy a blank version of a pop. <laughs> and be like, this I feel is like. It. 
I feel like that's the one, if I had to have one, that's the one I'd want. And hopefully they'd have some of that weird milky goop dripping off of them on the pop vinyl. <laughs> that that would be cool. Like, I would want that. Well, I uh, I got the, um, I think Michael's had the young Ford, which is the little boy with his mouth like and jaws like unhinged as a robot. Oh, cool. And they drew the lines on his face like where it, where it comes out. It, that was pretty nifty. So, um, And Spider-Man Homecoming Pops come out Monday. And... Uh, Fye put one on the, the shelves like two to three days early, so I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna buy this early. <laughs> so, but that that's about it, Mike. Anything else on this weekend you wanna? Man, know? I mean, uh, West Westworld. Uh, I'm looking forward to that coming back, but we'll have Game of Thrones in front of that, which is gonna mm-hmm. be an awesome summer tv show and as you can see here i'm trying to do my best to dovetail us into the topic of the summer well so i mean we don't even have to dovetail like we're gonna tell you we sat down before the show and we we were like what movies do we want to spoiler cast this summer because Mm -hmm. we are on summer's eve this is the week the last weekend before quote unquote summer movies kick off Mm -hmm. and we don't know what's happening so we're gonna we're gonna break down some of what we're gonna see some that are on the fence, and and go from there. So first and foremost, we are four sleeps away from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Mike. <laughs> four um, sleeps away. I love that because that's that's what I used to do when like when I was a kid, but when my birthday was coming up, or I always remember a moment in a in a classic Full House episode where I think someone's telling uh, one of the kids in the show like, "Oh, your birthday party isn't for a couple more hours, but don't worry, it's just like a couple." more sesame streets away or something like yeah. that but <laughs> yeah I love, I love counting down by sleep so we got that coming out um also i think later this month is alien covenant um uh-huh. which i think we're going to sit down and break down uh i actually get to watch it in the same theater i saw prometheus in uh, oh so, so i think that, i don't know if that's good or not <laughs> it's a nice connection there mike it's like it's like i gotta be like okay i remember this um then we also have wonder woman coming out in june mm-hmm. spider-man Cr- Crossing my fingers for that Wonder Woman movie. Crossing? I, I believing and hoping it'll be good. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going in cautiously optimistic on this one, Mike. We're, if we can mark it up uh, how we feel. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming is right in July there, 4th of July uh, era. So that's really, really excited for some of that. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a list of some, some maybes here to start off. The Mummy. We've, we've mm-hmm. talk, we talk about it every once in a while. I kind of want to see where they're going with this Universal Monster Universe, like, connected movie series and, and yeah. what that's going on there. Yeah, I feel like if this ends up being a franchise that makes money but the movies are really bad, we won't spoiler cast them. So I feel like maybe at the very least we should see the first one, yeah. So I think you, mm-hmm. I think you're you're right there. But, uh, I mean, it, it's Tom Cruise, so, I mean, at the very least, at least you're getting a Tom Cruise movie, which is usually mostly good. Yeah, you can, you can, you can, you usually don't feel bad walking out of a Tom Cruise movie like, oh, I paid to watch that. So, you know, it's steady. It's consistent. Uh, we talk about this Cars 3 I'm going to have to see because my wife is a Pixar Disney <laughs> fan. Um, I didn't care for the other two Cars movies as much as everyone else does. Uh, but uh, it's Cars 3. It looks like they're they're taking it to a new level. I don't know. Yes. Mike. Yeah, two interesting things here. I still have not seen Cars 2, even though I really enjoyed Cars 1 when it came out. I, I had no problem with it. I really liked it. So I think what I'm going to do is just pretend that Cars 2 never happened because apparently it's really bad. And I'm just going to go see Cars 3 and just see what it's like living in a world where I've never seen Cars 2 before. So that might be kind of fun. But also, I feel like we we might have to spoiler cast this 
just because this could pull a Finding Dory on us or a Nemo 2, if you will, and be the highest grossing movie of the summer and just like totally surprise the hell out of us. So I feel like it, you, you got to see the movie that makes the most money of the year, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, um, I mean, between that, Beauty and the Beast, I believe Coco is the new Pixar film they're shooting for this year as well, later in Yeah, but I, th- I think that's fall. It's yeah. November. Yes, it's a November movie. But um, but Cars 2 had Michael Caine in it, uh, Mike. So you can maybe, if you do end up watching it, you can at least, you know, look forward to that fact. Because <laughs> he's in this next movie that's probably going to make the most money this year, despite how hard we try not to. Transformers The Last Night. Uh, we are on the fence about this because it could be the biggest money-making movie of the year because the other ones have always been. Yeah, yeah. if we do end up uh, spoiler casting this on the show, uh, usually we try to have some integrity on Superhero Slate and stick to comic books, superheroes, and stuff, but even Transformers is so bad, but it's so big now, it's just kind of hard to avoid. But I think if I have to give them money, I'm going to do like a Saturday morning showing so I can get that cheap matinee price. <laughs> so I don't have to give Michael Bay any more money than he needs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And sneak your own snacks in just just to stick oh, it yeah, to Oh, yeah, for sure. So uh, Transformers last night were on the fence about. Um, we talked about this movie for the first time a couple weeks ago with Atomic Blonde um, mm-hmm. based on a comic book series. I, I think maybe of the same name. But it's got um, Furiosa from uh, Fury yeah. Road. Yeah, Charlize Theron. Theron it, it looks it James looks McAvoy. Badass. Yeah, yeah McAvoy is in it. Uh, there's some other people in it, too. I can't remember off the top of my head, but basically I, I watched the trailer. I only think I saw it once, but that was enough to go, oh, this is really cool. You know, we looked at it, into it on the show uh, the other week, and it's basically kind of like a John Wick type movie. It's made by um, stunt people, so I think it could be really cool and really badass. Um, but hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can get around to it, but, uh, like this list is going on, it's going to be very busy and there's one other kind of movie we're on the fence with. Yes. And the last one we're on the fence is, and we've talked about this several times is the dark tower. Uh, mm-hmm. we know our listeners, we have listeners who are fans of the dark tower and, um, again, without any official trailer, which it might drop this week, Mike, wink, wink, I've heard things. Ooh. Um, they really haven't sold us fully yet on this, but between Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey and the dark tower being this thing, this um, Stephen King's like magnum opus of, of books. I'm I'm interested Uh, of the two Stephen King properties this year between this and it. I'd much rather watch this over it. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're not big uh, fans, not big fans, but we just are not familiar with the property, but we know tons of people out there are, and this is a big deal to a lot of people. So, I mean, I think if the trailer really knocks it out of the park, I think maybe we'll have to go see it. Cause I think there's, there still might be some sort of HBO TV component into it too. Mm -hmm. And, over here in this household, we we love TV, so uh, we might have to see it just to watch the the eventual HBO series. You know? No, I, I totally I totally agree. Uh, the thing with with any of these on the fence movies, if they wanted us to definitely do the spoiler cast, release a special drink, like so we can <laughs> review your drink while we're while we're talking about the movie because it yeah. worked for Ghostbusters. Yeah, I think uh, I think there should be like an atomic blonde uh, beer or something like that. I mean, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if there was. Sometimes these. Um, these more mature quote properties like do beer tie-ins, but mm-hmm. yeah, give me some sort of drink that we can, or a snack, some sort of exclusive snack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, we will totally review it. Uh, yeah. the last three movies are movies. Um, I think we're definitely going to see Valerian and the city of a thousand planets. Um, oh yeah. This is kind of like my, my sneaky dark ho- horse. I'm hoping it kind of turns out like, uh, the first Kingsman did, uh, 
two, three summers ago, whatever that was. So I'm Dude. I'm I'm rooting. This is the this is the horse I'm rooting for. Kingston was actually Valentine's Day uh, two years ago, because um, it kicked off the Deadpool release date for Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. Uh, also, Inhumans is September first, which is I consider the end of summer from May first to, to September first. Um, and we know yes, it's a TV show, but the first two episodes are being treated as an IMAX film uh, in yeah. IMAX theaters. So I, I'm gonna when- be there. And when uh, the only, when the second half of the show is such a big fan of Inhumans, you know it's going to make it on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike's got to watch this regardless. So <laughs> we might even have two Inhumans spoiler casts, one for the show and one for the, uh, the You the would. Movie. You, oh, you I, would. I, I would. I totally would. And lastly, although we said summer stops on September 1st, September 22nd is Kingsman the Golden Circle, simply because we're such a huge fan of the first one. And I yeah. feel like that might have been our first technical spoiler cast on our show since it came out really close to when we launched mm-hmm. uh, so i'm really excited for kingsman the golden circle and that actually brings us to our first news topic of the day uh the first official trailer for the golden circle has landed this week mike yes nice and the trailer was just as awesome as your segue was there chris uh it, i was actually really happy uh that those like screenshots of that pre-trailer didn't really spoil this so i might have just been complaining for no reason but whatever i'm gonna do it anyway yeah uh, this this trailer was really cool had a lot of high octane in it um the kind of the biggest overall takeaway from the trailer is uh the king's kingsman runs this really interesting line of of kind of parroting older spy movies but not leaning into the jokes they just found a way to like make it cool like there's a scene where there's like an underwater like uh like goofy looking european car that's like with like propellers and the the wheels change and it's just like but in the kind of the Kingsman universe they're building, it works. And, like, Matthew Vaughn's kind of directing style is, like, really kinetic. You kind of see a lot of that fighting choreography kind of translate. There's, like, this moment that sticks out to me in the trailer. It's just a very little throwaway moment just where uh, the camera pans out. And you see this guy in, like, a bar, like, crack out, like, a bullwhip. And he, like, yeah. takes this, like, fighting stance. And, like, just the way, like, the, the camera tilts and shifts, it kind of just gets you back into that uh, kind of Matthew Vaughn, Kingsman style. So there's just lots of crazy shit happening in this trailer, So man. So that's funny you mentioned that because that bar scene with the guy in the whip, that guy kind of looks like Colin Firth. I'm pretty sure uh, he was one of the characters in Game of Thrones. I think he got his eyes squished out with thumbs. Oh, okay. Uh, um <laughs> Uh, yes, but uh, that looks like it's going to be kind of like because there are the statesmen, the English, the American versions of the Kingsmen, and it looks mm-hmm. like a statesman version of the bar fight from the first one, uh, from oh, the first movie. Cool. But with his like the Mar- the statesmen look like cowboys, all in all. They have <laughs> they have the little the little rifles where they they load with the bottom, the bull whips, um, just all sorts of cowboy hats and mustaches. Uh, it looks this 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 looks going to be off the walls. Lots of great action, lots of good jokes. Um, I think one scene that stuck out to me is whenever it looks like Eggsy is they're driving a car and he like jumps over another car that tries to oh, take yeah. off his door. It goes in slow motion. Like when you say it, it's a kinetic directing style, like you know, like the, the action's gonna be great and fun, and you're you're just gonna you're gonna have a great time with it. So um, yeah, and I, it's good. And I, and the biggest reveal of all is we get to see Colin Firth at the end of the trailer with an eye patch, uh, shaving his uh his mangy beard. Yeah, so uh, they do at the end. One of them says Harry. The the regular Harry trailer says Harry. The red band version changes it to where Eggsy says "fuck me" uh, because <laughs> you know we all thought Colin Firth was dead, and you know anyone with an eye patch is is um, 
sketchy at best. So mm-hmm. hopefully this is truly the Colin Firth character coming back and they're, they're not just going to pull the wool over our eyes temporarily or, or what's going to happen here. So Yeah, I feel like it could divide some people out there uh, just because they're just like, oh, well, you know, you're spoiling it. You're telling us he's coming back. Uh, it's obviously a director's choice. It's not like the trailer house decided to, uh, to spoiler that Colin Firth is in the movie. Uh, so I, I imagine uh, we're going to maybe see him pretty quickly into the movie. Or maybe the reveal isn't going to be important to the audience, but the reveal is going to be really important to Eggsy or something like that. So maybe we'll just be waiting for him to pop up. Like, come on, go save Eggsy. We know you're there. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I think it, I think it's going to be really fun, really cool. It's going to be interesting to see how they explain how he's still alive. Because, you know, you go back and watch that, that scene. He doesn't just get shot, like, in the eye. He gets, like, shot in the freaking face. Like, so I don't know if, like, they – if he only has, like, half a brain left. And, you know, some people can still function fine with, like, half a brain. So I don't really know what happened there. Yeah, I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. So um, I, I don't know. It, lo- it looks fun. It looks exciting. And Kingsman comes out this fall. And I know we're going to be there for it. So Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. But Fox isn't, you know, just dropping Kingsman stuff on us this week. They're giving us uh, some more stuff here. First up, X-Men Dark Phoenix – Next November, 2018. We're not excited about this movie, as everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. But they some new casting videos have landed from people I've never heard of, like mostly younger kids. Because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're going, the original cast is younger. Um, and it looks like they're recasting Rogue for the upcoming series, which everyone seems so surprised at. But I'm like, no, they're going to recast sense, a lot I mean. of people. <laughs> So, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, other than that, I, I didn't have an issue with Rogue and the other ones, other than the fact that, you know, she was kind of like almost the main story for a lot of it, for like the first one and half of the second one, and then just kind of dropped her by the third one. So, um, I don't know. Whatever. Dark Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, yeah you can tell we're not excited. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to work real hard to get us excited. A surprising announcement I, that I kind of heard this week is uh, Logan is being brought back to theaters for a black and white release. Wow. Um, I, I'm more surprised that it's being brought to theaters. I would just assume that the black and white release would just, you know, be on the Blu-ray or whatever. I, you definitely said it will be on the home release as well, but they are doing I think it might just be one day, uh, May 16th. I don't know if it's a longer run or what, but, um, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, you can just turn on black and white mode. Well, no, that, that's not how this works. Uh, you have <laughs> to go through and color grade all the scenes and all the stuff again to look good in black and white. Um, just turning to black and white doesn't mean it's it's gonna look the the right way, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I think the last movie that did this was what Ma- Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, yeah, I think it was like the what the black and chrome edition. I think is what they called it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a big there's a big call for that on these quote unquote gritty movies. Uh, yeah, well, I think with Logan, it's kind of they're trying to do the callback to the western movie because mm-hmm. you know Logan essentially was a western movie, so that makes sense. And I think. With Mad Max, it was more of um, uh, George Miller has had done, you know, black and white in the past. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know the whole history of the Mad Max franchise, but was one of them black and white or something? No, it, it was not. All right. Then I, but, I don't know what I'm talking but about then. <laughs> Fury Road feels like a Western as well, though. I mean, they're out in the desert oh, yeah, running, sure. running from uh, the large group of bad guys who have them out gun. So, um, yeah, either way, it's cool if you do it. I don't think I'm going to go back in theaters to watch the black and white version, but I might try to catch it whenever it releases uh, later this year uh, mm-hmm. on home, home version. So there we go. But that's okay. We don't have to wait till May 16th to go to the theaters, Mike, because this Thursday, May, was it 4th, 5th, whatever it is, 
Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 finally lands in theater. Yeah, but butts in seats. We will be ready and watching. I was waiting forever for my theater to add new showings because I'm not seeing this in 3D. I'm just oh. not doing 3 I'm just. I guess I'm just an old curmudgeon not doing 3D movies anymore. So I finally got a normal showing at like a decent time. Uh, I, I'm, I'm ready for this. I feel like... Um, I feel like... Uh, Opposed to some other movies, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm less... I know less about this movie, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know, when Civil War came around last year, I felt like we had analyzed a lot of what we had gotten from Civil War. Mm-hmm. And a lot a lot of the set pieces, you know, they were, they were earthbound, so they're a lot more familiar. So we're like, okay, well, we know there's going to be an airport scene. We know there's going to be a scene in like, the, in like a snowy industrial area where Captain America and Iron Man fight. You know, we just, we just kind of knew that there was going to be these different scenes happening. So, you know, when the movie was playing, I was just kind of waiting for them to pop up. I feel like with Guardians, I just don't know any idea what's what's going to happen, and, and it, I'm really enjoying it. You know, uh, I have a little bit of a vibe of what it's going to sound like through the soundtrack. Uh, and uh, yeah. luckily, I haven't heard any initial reviews or impressions, so I'm, I'm going in pretty pretty blind for the most part. So well, hopefully I stay that way until Thursday. Don't jinx yourself. You have, you have <laughs> several more sleeps. Uh, but yeah, so I'm the same way. I, I've avoided the reviews. I've heard generic reviews, but uh, you know nothing, nothing that's going to sway me this, this way or that way. Um, Spoiler-wise, I've, I've remained kind of spoiler-free, although your wife did give me a scare for you uh, <laughs> yesterday on the spoiler front. Um, but, you know, it's going to be... I think a lot of people are excited for this. And the fact, you know, it's the cosmic side of the Marvel. They can do whatever they want with it now. Uh, James oh, yeah. Gunn is not beholden to the comic books, really. They've kind of been like, you well, know... Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing to see is that Star-Lord's dad is now a planet. I don't believe that ever happened in any of the comic book lore. So, uh, and, and James Gunn, we trust. We can trust you, James. Yeah, so really excited for that. So reviews are landing, uh, and they're out in other places, not from us. Stay, go dark. This is my go dark alert for everybody. Like, Yeah. Don't the, click, way the, the don't, the, the, don't even read James Gunn's <laughs> Facebook post, because people are posting spoilers on there. Yeah, basically, uh, the best way to do this is, first of all, to avoid all comments. You know, if you can, if you, for some reason, can't avoid seeing, like, an article about Guardians of the Galaxy or something like that, uh, just don't click into the comments of anything. Be very wary when you scroll down, because I, th- I think some social media platforms will show you, like, the first, like, top comment or something, so just scroll past that. You know, that's where a lot of, uh, like, the rogueness is going to come from, because I think, for the most part, journalists will do their best to avoid spoilers but sometimes not reviews so just you know don't get too clicky mm-hmm. <laughs> just look click on other stuff you know there's plenty yeah. of other things on the internet kill kill your time some other way people like go go to a safe space uh, read read like you know <laughs> read comic books it, it came out safe space it didn't mean safe space but you know you get what i'm saying like just just stay stay out of there and um i, I don't know i think i think it'll be fine um I, just be careful because there's a lot out there and a lot of articles like this movie is now out in the UK and other countries so you know if you uh, don't yeah, that's that's when the nerves and the hairs really start to stick up on on my uh, body I think I was scrolling through uh, Twitter this morning when I rolled out of bed and I saw like oh Guardians of the Galaxy uh, made 101 million dollars in um, 
an international release or something this weekend. I'm just like, oh shit, the movie's out. God damn it! Now I gotta, now I gotta avoid so much stuff. So now, now I'm in Defcon. If you were, if you were in my mind, it would have those uh, lights that have like the rotating thing on the inside that make them flash, basically like before you set off like a missile or a nuke. So that's what's going on in my brain right now, going dark, but I'm ready. Yeah, and that kind of actually the only thing from this uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two I want to report on the fact that it is coming out is that this is set two months after the first movie, mm. um, which I a lot of people have been like, how does this fit into the timeline? Well, this movie takes place two place after the first movie, so it's still technically the year two thousand fourteen in this movie. Yeah, and, and by the time Infinity War hits, it will be four years between this movie and Infinity War. Oh, so I think. So I don't think this movie is going to go to Earth until possibly the very end. My theory is maybe they they somehow see Earth through a satellite or they go to Earth at the very end. Um, but I, I, I don't even think the timeline really matters when they're out there in the galaxy. And then plus you have all that kind of like time dilation stuff. So there's always like some sort of science fiction way they could explain something away. But I mean, unless Thanos shows up in this movie, I don't really know if there's going to be any direct con- like connection with what's been going on on Earth. Yeah. So, But well, it's the, good to know. The only reason I said it is like the team, when they land on Earth in Infinity War, which is inevitable, they will have been working as a team for four years rather than just being thrown together kind of like how we've seen them in the movies oh gotcha so the, so they should be a they should be a pretty solid uh vin diesel style fast and furious family by then yeah hopefully and it'll give us some quick evolution without really having to show their evolution across four four <laughs> years so so i think that's cool and that also kind of kevin feige said that you know also a lot of the movies going forward are not going to be set in the time frame that they're they're released in as well mm. um the same goes with Spider-Man Homecoming. It takes place right after his battle in Civil War. So, because, uh, you know, we see his Civil War footage. So, re- rather than the fact it's a year and a half later, release-wise, it's like a month after the the Civil War battle. So, um, I, I think we're, we're going to have to pay more attention to where these movies are released and what timeline they're in going forward. So Yeah, well, that's cool. Let's look forward to Thursday, man. Let's do it. Oh, man, I'm so stoked for Thursday. Um, and then also after that, we get Avengers 4, not not Infinity War, has rumored to been titled Infinity Gauntlet. I believe you might have called that. You might yeah, have I, that. Mean, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I mean, it's kind of weird because I guess technically in the realm of an Infinity Gauntlet stories, Infinity Gauntlet technically would kind of be first. And then mm. the Infinity War story happened, you know, years later, years later in the comic book. So, you know, mentally you think it might be flip-flopped. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that works for me in Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Infinity Gauntlet. Um, if that's true, I guess it just goes to show you that this Thanos problem is going to very much carry through into the next Avengers movie. You know, they tried to, they tried to tell us that these two movies were going to be two separate movies. It wasn't going to be a part one and a part two. So, um, it doesn't look like we're going to get like a brand new enemy showing up that's like maybe stronger than thanos unless you know obviously anyone else who puts the glove on is going to be strong but uh uh yeah i mean it works for me infinity gauntlet yeah so uh if if it's not no big deal i don't think it gives away i don't think it gives anything away uh as much but um i don't know i'm excited like it makes sense that the war would become before the gauntlet uh in our world (laughs) rather than the comic Mm. world which is like infinity gauntlet infinity war infinity watch and i'm like okay so um the, the one thing, the one wish I have, 
I'm trying to remember the exact, you know, um, action beats that happened in the Infinity Gauntlet book. Uh, but I'm hoping just one of the Avengers, probably Captain America would be the coolest. I'm hoping he puts on the Infinity Gauntlet and punches Thanos in the face. I think that would just be an amazing moment that I really, really want to see. Because I think originally I said I wanted Captain America to pick up Mjolnir and hit Thanos in the face because only Captain America could be worthy enough to pick up the hammer besides Thor. But obviously after that Ragnarok trailer, I don't think that hammer is going to be around. So uh, I, I would settle for the Infinity Gauntlet. I think that'll be a badass moment. Hopefully we get it. And it fits with Infinity Gauntlet being the name of the movie. Yeah, it does. So, you know, we don't know. Marvel is going to make their own thing. As we've, saw, as we've seen with Civil War and Age of Ultron, they've borrowed the titles from their books but never copied the storyline exactly so yeah uh, we're gonna we're gonna be surprised regardless but that's okay because uh i, I don't know why i'm saying it's okay marvel cinematic universe has <laughs> has had a, a a change in in one of the future movie dates okay. so so infinity war is um i believe may 2019 and we don't have anything afterwards um but one of the mystery marvel movies that marvel put on the site was july 10th 2020 Mm-hmm. And they moved it to August 7th, 2020. So they pushed Ooh. it back, uh, what, a whole month there? Uh, so that, I have a reason why that happened, Mike, and we're going to talk about it here in a minute. But All right. the movie that could possibly fill an August role of 2020, uh, maybe a, a new cosmic characters. Because Kevin Feige said Marvel's cosmic characters may move to the prominence post-Infinity War. Or Infinity yeah, Gauntlet, maybe. so. Maybe, but August does kind of seem like that weird date. Uh, obviously, by 2020, all of these movie dates could be totally irrelevant because they seem to be really be changing the landscape of release dates out there. Uh, but August does kind of seem like a later in the summer movie that's maybe not quite the headliner like a July or May movie would be. So maybe this could be like a, I don't know, like Doctor Strange trailer or something like that. Maybe this is like the the, the ending of the trilogy of Doctor Strange or something like that. Uh, They'd have to crank out two pretty quick to get to a trilogy, but yeah. Uh, well, whatever. It could be the next one. I don't know. <laughs> well, August is a weird month, but it was originally July, and July was would have been a, a huge title, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Man this year. Um, Doctor Strange 2 could very well be it. Um, a lot of people want a Nova movie. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> there you go. It could be a Nova movie. We honestly don't know at this point because we don't know what the landscape of Marvel's Cinematic Universe is going to be post uh, yeah. it, Avengers 4. Well, so, I mean, I guess uh, talking Marvel Cinematic Universe-wise, I mean, obviously X-Men could tie into it a little bit, but, you know, that's over at Fox. I mean, besides, you know, Captain Marvel, Guardians, and Nova, is there, like, any other really strong hitters in the Cosmic Universe that could kind of hold down their own movie? Um, that is a good question. Off the top of my head, I would say Fantastic Four, if Marvel does get them, has a strong chance because of Galactus and Silver Surfer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but other than... Um, and then there's a creature called uh, uh, Annihilus, um, and he did something... He, he's a good villain, but he's up against a Fantastic Four. Honestly, I don't know off the top of my head. But much like Guardians of the Galaxy, they weren't known until Marvel did something with them. Yeah, that's true. So I, I guess it's just going to come down to what properties can they... Uh, can they uh, maybe get back but like you said before i think in last week's episode the guardians team is going to change up yeah. so maybe the guardians of the galaxy will kind of end up being quote unquote the new avengers so uh you know maybe they'll just use that as their their landing team to swap in and out people 
uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, definitely going to be interesting to see if that is. I mean, it could be maybe uh, an Earthbound person, uh, maybe the Spider-Man Homecoming sequel, or uh, another the Ant-Man and Wasp final movie in that trilogy. Uh-huh. Uh, so, or maybe a Hulk movie. Maybe they'll get Hulk rights back by then. Who knows? Ooh, that would be that would be interesting. We got a lot of options here. You write us in and tell us what what movies you think Marvel should put there, listeners. So. Tell, tell us, tell us. But that movie was moved from July 10th to August because Indiana Jones 5 is taking over July 10th, 2020. Uh. <laughs> and, and it goes both ways. Um, a lot of people love Indiana Jones. Um, you know, super fan Jim, big Harrison Ford fan. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be the last Indiana Jones movie. I think they're going to kill him off. Harrison Ford loves being killed off in his movies. <laughs> I mean, that, that's true. Um, I would say, I mean, would you agree that maybe Indiana Jones is slightly more light-hearted of a character than Han Solo? So maybe killing him off seems a little less, uh, yeah, because there's not really a whole lot of dramatic family stories told in Indiana Jones. I mean, definitely not in the Crystal Skull. So maybe killing him off would seem kind of out of the ordinary, but I don't think anyone's asking for this. No one was asking for Crystal Skull, that's for sure. Well, a lot of people were excited for Crystal Skull. What they got was definitely something um, uh, less than par. Um, mm-hmm. But again, George Lucas is not involved in this one, so we're we're, we're doing okay. We're 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 doing a little better. Um, Indiana Jones Five. I, I you know maybe they don't kill him off, but he rides off into the sunset because Harrison Ford is getting up there. If he doesn't kill himself in a plane crash uh, first, he, he's gonna you know this this could be his last one. So I think do that. I don't think there's gonna be any uh, Shia in this one. I think maybe they they want to make up for the, the critical reactions of the last. Maybe one. I feel D- like Disney they... Disney's very very like now that Disney owns Indiana Jones more so than they did before. I think this is going to be very very uh, Star Warsy to them. They need to do it right. Yeah, I, feel. I have a strong feeling that they're going to use this as a jumping off point for a new indie type of replacement. So I don't know if going forward Indiana Jones six will be called Indiana Jones. Maybe it'll call like. Maybe it'll be like Iowa Smith or something like that. Wow. I don't know. I'm just making up names here. But everyone, you know, kept saying, "Oh, Chris Pratt, he's going to be the new indie." But I don't know if they're going to reboot it or maybe they'll just hand over the mantle. Like maybe in this fifth movie, Indy will meet like a strapping young lad or a strapping, a strapping young lass that wants to be an explorer. And then maybe as he rides off into the sunset, um, the, our new character rides off into danger or something like that. But I, it's just weird. I, I, It's hard for me to imagine them making a fifth movie, not planning more out into the future. So uh, expect a young casting announcement to be the new uh, uh, helm. Yeah, I see. I'm, I think they might just end it. I don't know. To me, Indiana Jones doesn't have the longevity anymore because it was it thrived in World War Two era stuff. Um, and, you know, I don't. I don't know. They, they they might do an updated version, but I think this might be the last one of that variety we see for a while. Uh-huh. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll cross that bridge on July 10th, 2020, Mike. We'll let you know. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine officially has a release date as well, Mike. And Ooh. in surprise, Disney has moved Star Wars from December to May. Yeah, I, we were talking pretty heavily about this last week because kind of Avatar came in and claimed all of these December dates. Like, hey, guess what? We're Christmas time movies now. Uh, so I guess uh, this could have all been planned, though. Now that I think well, about this it, is, I mean, this is a whole different year than Avatar. So this would not have affected Avatar whatsoever. Well, there could be more Star Wars movies uh, coming back. 
in the future. I know there's lots of speculation on when they'll be taking breaks, if the movies will be coming out every year. I don't know, but I mean, I I, I kind of liked having that little Christmas treat, <laughs> you know, the, the, the winter treat to look forward to, the big blockbuster. So now it's back to May. I guess, you know, that's its home, but I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I, I'm okay with this because, I mean, my fear is 8 was going to leave us on a cliffhanger of some sort, Mike, um, because it is the second to last movie. And that's kind of what Empire Strikes Back did, kind of left us on a cliffhanger. Han Solo uh-huh. was stolen and in the Carbonite, and they were like, "How do we? what do we do? Everyone's dead. How, how do we go forward here? So I feel 8's going to do that, but then we have less of a wait. I mean, like almost i mean seven months less than what we had to wait before so i'm excited to get star wars sooner than later (laughs) yeah i guess i mean that's on the plus side it's uh it's nice (laughs) yeah and that's the same month as avengers 4 mike we're gonna go from avengers 4 into star wars 9 it's gonna be the month of the sequels for sure that's gonna that's gonna be a busy month for us and uh, you combine those together you get 13 that's how many billions of dollars disney's gonna make that (laughs) So May May 2019 is going to be huge for us. Uh, mark it on your calendars. We're going to be doing a spoiler cast for both those movies. Yeah, you, go. You uh, you're going to need to yeah, go out and buy your 2019 calendars now, just so you can mark down those dates. That's right. Uh, speaking of more uh, sequels, Frozen 2 got a release date as well for November 27th, 2019. I actually did not know a Frozen sequel was in the works, so this kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I saw something the other day that said um, Wreck-It Ralph 2, which is a Disney movie, is going to be like the first Disney sequel that makes it to the theaters in like maybe ever or in a really, really long time because, you know, Disney was always kind of infamously known for those like directed VHS mm-hmm. movies of sequels. So that's kind of interesting. And then Frozen is just going to be perpetuating that. So I'm kind of looking forward to Frozen 2 just because I want to stick it to all the people that got so annoyed with it the first time. I think the I think the the reaction to Frozen the first time around was uh, uh, drastic and hyperbolic on both ends. People seemed to like hate it like it was the worst thing on the planet and people seemed to love it like it was the best thing that was ever invented to to humankind. But, you know, if you're lucky enough to be a person like me that just watched the movie, enjoyed it and then listen to the soundtrack a couple times on Spotify because the music music is like super catchy, then yeah, I'm looking forward to a sequel. I'm not like dying to kill somebody or dying to kill somebody to see the movie. So it's all right in my book. Um, well, uh, so I'm on the other end. I think Frozen <laughs> is very – I don't think it's – I don't hate it with every passion. But watching the movie, it is not a very good made movie. I, I, don't, I don't like – I don't like it all. I don't know how it became the, the popularity. Like – the huge thing that it did other than the fact, you know, it's, it's got, you know, the main characters are, are females and little girls need, need, you know, something to look up to and do So that's great for them. But other than that, the voice acting in, in it is not that great compared to other Disney movies. And I just, the music doesn't stick with me as much as apparently it did stick with you. So, um, well, I'm not, it just at, sounds like you want to wreck it. I do. I do. I want to, I want to just, it makes me want to break stuff like the internet. Cause Wreck-It Ralph 2 like you said, the first Disney movie to get a sequel in a very long time in theaters has a release date as well. November 21st, 2018. Sounds like Disney is banking on these late November ones as well uh, for these the- for these movies, Mike. What do you think? 
Thanksgiving well, I, Day treats? Or? Yeah, yeah. I think it's just uh, it's probably it's you know it's a family movie. You know that's what these Disney animated things are for. You know I know that uh, me and my wife and uh, my in laws, her family, we went and we saw Moana in theaters when we went home for the holidays, and that was a fun time. So yeah, these are just good family movies. So uh, I hope Wreck It Ralph two is awesome because I like the first one. I'm not the biggest fan of the title now that I've kind of sat on it for a little while just because I hate the phrase breaking the internet because it's just totally overused but I think he literally might break the internet so I think it might be work might work well for that character but yeah, hopefully he, he, uh, he's definitely not doesn't... Kim Kardashian's <laughs> ass so uh, <laughs> I think it, Wreck-It Ralph 2 sounds fun again um, I'm surprised it got a sequel as well um, uh, there are a lot of other properties I figured Disney would jump at uh, before Wreck-It Ralph 2, like, again, Frozen 2, maybe, but uh, good for them. Good for them doing these these sequels in theaters, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's a problem. Do you think it's a problem? I mean, we're, we're in a world uh, where everything's a sequel now and everything, but at least Disney's not doing shared universes yet. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Disney has been tame so far, at least with their animated movies, uh, because they easily could have like cranked out a sequel to like big hero six or something. I mean, there were just like superhero movies were doing awesome. Animated movies were doing awesome. There's no mm-hmm. reason they, they couldn't have just slotted out like a whole, you know, animated universe for superheroes, but they're just like, no, let's just do these other stories. So they've seems like they've been a little bit, uh, holding back over there. They did. However, two of their more recent properties, big hero six and tangled both got TV shows recently, mm-hmm. um, uh, TV show sequels, I guess. So, um, it's interesting how where, where Disney's putting their their eggs in their baskets over there is, is a, a way different than again Star Wars or Marvel. So uh, I don't know. It's cool. Good good for them. Uh, they also gave a release date for the live action Lion King movie, Mike. Uh, surprisingly enough, again uh, with uh, July nineteenth, twenty nineteen. Um, and we have if if all these dates are confusing for you, you can go to our, our show notes and look at all the dates, people. Like they're they're mm-hmm. in there. Um, but uh, they also cast Timon and Pumbaa. The voice actor for <laughs> Timon and Pumbaa. Uh, so Timon is lesser-known uh, actor Billy Eichner. I believe he was in Parks and Rec. Yeah, and he uh, he has pretty uh, popular uh, internet presence as a segment he does called Billy on the Street. He's really funny. I, I really like him. My wife likes him too, so, that, so that's a, cool. I like that casting. So he's a comedian. And, and yeah, yeah, basically. Loosely, you could say he's a comedian. I don't know if he technically does stand-up, but he's funny. Okay, so he's an internet comedian. And uh, followed very closely by Pumbaa as Seth Rogen, which we, I don't We lo- all know that. <laughs> I don't love Seth Rogen, but goddamn, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, I think that works pretty well. Um, but yeah, I mean, there you go. There's our, your first two human castings for your Lion King movie. No, no, third, uh, this the, is a, the third and fourth. James third. Earl Jones is Mufasa. Oh yeah, that's right. That's and, right. Okay. And uh, Charles Gambino is Simba. So. <laughs> oh yeah, that's I forgot. So okay, there you go. There's your there's human characters. You're not going to see any of them in person, but somehow this is going to be live action. Yes, live action and animals, uh, all <laughs> animals as far as the eye can see. So uh, whatever, it's it's cool. Um, I, I'm interested to see what songs they they add or remove and, and what. Wait works. a minute. Okay, this will be this is interesting. This just popped in my head. So if we're gonna be calling Lion King a live action Lion King movie, and theoretically there might not be any live action element in it at all, like human wise, uh, does that mean that Penguin movie? was considered live action where they had like people in at the very end what was that happy feet was that I, the movie i don't i don't know i didn't i didn't dive into happy feet 
Yeah, I think Happy Feet, like at the very end, like one of the penguins went to like a human zoo and there was really humans there. Yeah, that was weird. Maybe they shouldn't be putting humans in this movie. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting thought over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, uh, we might edit that one out, Mike. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so that is Lion King. And then Disney dropped a lot of untitled uh, different things. So if you're interested in, you know, Pixar, live action, Marvel, Indiana Jones, uh, so on and so forth, there's, there's some release dates here we got for everybody. Um, I don't think it, it points out much, except, you know, Pixar is, again, looking to do two movies a year. Um, and it's whenever they, they really kind of want to. There's no, there's I guess, six with the six is June. June's Pixar month. So uh, you can always find your Pixar movie in June. So take a look at those. Anything you see in there, Mike? Other than the fact they uh, all say 3D except for the live action. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of more curious what those, those are probably maybe those like nature documentaries that they do. I was, um, I was thinking like kind of like the Cinderella or the Beauty and the Beast movie, uh, oh, live maybe, action. Well, but but wasn't Beauty and the Beast 3D though? I don't remember wearing. I don't remember maybe. wearing glasses. Oh, okay, well I don't know, but there you go. There's a list there. You're gonna need like an Excel spreadsheet to do any sort of determination of what those movies could be. Yeah, the only movie I see here that has a title is Gigantic, and that's November 25th, 2020, which is way too far to even imagine. Yeah, I think that was um. I don't know if it's Pixar or Disney, but I think that wasn't. I think it's an animated movie, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's like a Jack and the Beanstalk uh, adaptation because they love doing adaptations. So, and then they could, they go all the way up to November twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. So we know Disney's going to be around for a while. Uh, they, <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to go pretty strong. I think they're doing all right. They're going to be all right. They're going to make it out of this. So congratulations, Disney. Look at that in our show notes. Check it out. Uh, let us know what you look forward to. Our second and last trailer of the week is for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Um, I'm not much of a fight Street Fighter game person, um, but you know, so they've actually updated the characters to kind of match their cinematic portions in this a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, you point out, you know, they even got the new Rocket in there and his new uh, movie attire. So mm-hmm. um, other than that, I only knew the Marvel characters, and then a couple like there was Mega Man, but I have no idea what's going on in this game. So. Yeah, I mean, Chris Redfield's in it from uh, Resident Evil. I mean, it's just kind of funny. It's like a combination that's, uh, you know, historic when it comes to video games uh, because the older Marvel vs. Capcom games when they were first created, I would say the properties, the IPs were maybe a little bit more on even footing, but now it's just like Marvel is just catastrophically uh, more popular and famous than Capcom in every facet, in every category you could possibly imagine, I would think. So now it's kind of weird seeing just like, oh, Ultron merges with this robot called Sigma? What's Sigma from again? I don't know. And then Chris Redfield over there is like the most popular, I guess, like like Resident Evil character they could think of is like shooting him with a gun. It's just like, well, that seems kind of weird. But I know a lot of people are like furiously in love with these Marvel vs. Capcom games. And mm-hmm. they are because they are very good at the games. And whenever I play them, they destroy me. So uh, I don't know if I'll be playing this because I probably would never win a match. Yeah, it's very, very... These Marvel vs. Capcom are kind of like Street Fighter games. Very hardcore. Have a very devoted fan base. And I had to look it up, but the character Sigma is actually from uh, Mega Man X. Uh, the oh, okay. Series. So he's the villain from there. 
and he combines with Ultron and the Infinity Gems, and I don't even know what's happening. Shit gets cr- – it's a cool trailer. I mean, even if you don't play the games, it's kind of cool to see these yeah. kind of like polished 3D-rendered animations. So, yeah, even if you don't play the game or any, even own a video game console, just go watch it. It's fun. Yeah, it's there. It's there for you to click on. So go check it out. So there's that. We're going to switch gears. Mike, you wanted to know about the DC stuff we got this week, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna yeah. to lay it all on you right now. Uh, Titans is a new DC TV show coming from Greg Berlanti, Jeff Johns, Akiva Goldsman, who's doing Star Trek Discovery, and Sarah Schechter. And it follows Dick Grayson, uh, who emerges from the shadows to become a leader of a fearless band of new heroes that includes Starfire, Raven, and many more. And it debuts next year, Mike. So is this live action? Is a live action TV show, yes. Whoa, this is awesome. I love this idea. So this is kind of almost the the kind of solution I had for Arrow where I was just like, Arrow just needs to totally reboot. They need a new person to be Arrow. They just need new team. They just need to start from the ground up. Uh, and that's basically kind of what this Titan seems like. I mean, that's kind of how the Arrow show happened. You know, he was on his own and gradually throughout the season, he, he, you know, got a team of other heroes around them, but this is going to be awesome because all these characters are way more well-known. And, uh, I know a lot of people out there, uh, including me really love that, the classic, uh, I guess now you'd have to consider it classic, but the Teen Titans animated show that uh-huh. kind of ended on a cliffhanger, and then Teen Titans Go came out, which is really kind of bizarre. Um, this Powerpuff Girls meets Teen Titans. <laughs> yeah, but no, this sounds really cool. I mean, uh, Greg Berlanti, I don't know. Uh, he he has he has started some really awesome stuff. But I feel like the longer these CW shows go on, they just are more, they're just, you know, grasping for whatever they can to keep the show fresh after a couple seasons. So I think I'm going to enjoy the first two seasons for sure. But, you know, after that, I think it'll get a little dicey. But hey, I'm happy to at least have those first two eventual seasons. Hmm. Well, the thing is, this might not be on CW. And we'll talk about that here in a second because another TV show was officially given a title Young Justice. Outsiders is the name of season three, Mike. Yes, I'm so excited. And in season three, the team of young heroes will fight against metahuman trafficking and the terrifying threat it creates for society caught in the crossfire of a genetic arms race spanning the globe and galaxy. It sounds like they're going huge with this, Mike. Yeah, it sounds intense. It sounds a little bit more mature, uh, which, you know, begs the question of maybe are they going to take advantage of wherever this ends up airing maybe it'll be more of a mature platform but this looks really really cool uh i like the idea they did a kind of some metahuman trafficking stuff in the last season but it was more like aliens trying to kidnap super powered people but uh the young justice show is really awesome it's really fun but I think the the success of it comes down to it's just well-written. It's just a group of people that takes the material seriously and knows it's not just for kids. And that's why it had such an awesome following. So I guess now maybe they're not relying so much on toy sales to bring it back. So uh, I think we just need to get on to the next item because this kind of goes into my opinion on these those two things we just talked about. Well, Young Justice Outsiders debuts in 2018. And most people might assume Netflix because that's where it gained its popularity. But it's not. Mm-hmm. Not Netflix, Mike. It's debuting on a dc's digital streaming service that they're creating based focusly on dc fans and dc properties so Mm -hmm. um this is wb the service is created um by wb digital networks group and it's just gonna they again like i said deliver an immersive experience designed just for dc fans where 
Titans will debut and Young Justice Outsiders will debut and who knows what else they're going to pull in off their suede of DC stuff. Mike, yeah, what? so consider so considering this is all on a digital streaming service, now I can go back to Titans and be like, so this is going to need to be a really big deal for them. You know, they can't just rely on the popularity of what's on the CW to carry the show and just, you know, show it to this established audience you know because that's you know why they can make a, a show like black lightning who's a very uh, unknown character but you know they can throw them on the lineup on cw and people go like oh another awesome cw superhero show yeah i'll buy into it but now you gotta get you know the only way you, you get people to sign up for a new streaming service is you need that killer show so bam hit them with the one two hit them with basically teen titans live action never seen that before anywhere and then uh throw the much anticipated season three of young justice on there i think you got you got yourself a good combination there now i it's really going to come down to what else comes with this streaming service and how much it costs if i end up buying into it or not I mean, is this going to be like a more premium thing, like $15 a month that, you know, HBO is? Is this going to be more on the cheaper end, like like that comedy streaming service CISO is? I think that's like 5 bucks a month. Or is it going to be maybe like Screen Junkies Plus where it's only like, I think like $3? Who knows what the range is going to be? But the streaming service, you know, it's outside of, you know, this uh, cable uh, you know, broadcast realm. So maybe Young Justice could be a little darker. I mean, that description that you said, metahuman trafficking, terrifying threats. You know, um, you know, I feel like it could go a little darker, possibly. Yeah, I think. I mean, definitely. I think a digital. I don't think digital has a, a an age range other than the fact you have to be eighteen and have a credit card to sign up for. Mm-hmm. It. So they can put literally whatever they want on there. Uh, and and no, like yeah, well we you have to have a credit card to sign up, so it can be whatever it needs to be. Uh, I doubt they'll do that precisely, but you know it, it ups the ante a little bit. Um, what I want to see from a DC digital service is that you know they don't just say it's digital animated service or television service. This is a DC digital service, meaning all the DC EU extended universe films could be on here, Mike. The back catalog of WB's films could be on here. Uh, the, I, that would that would be a good way to bolster the catalog. The animated movies that everyone loves from DC could be on here, uh, and all mm-hmm. all the even. What if they got the Batman animated series, the full collection, upscaled oh. to 1080 on here, Mike? That would be awesome. And then plus. I mean, uh, I would say, you know, Disney and Netflix are really buddy-buddy right now. You know, they, that's where they're putting a lot of their streaming stuff up for. So it seems like, you know, Warner Brothers needs to buddy-buddy up with someone, so why not themselves? So what if, you know, they started streaming their live-action movies on there, you know? Hopefully our wish comes true and Wonder Woman is really, really awesome and we love it. Maybe when the streaming rights come out for Wonder Woman, you know, sorry Netflix, sorry Hulu, sorry HBO. You know, if you want to stream Wonder Woman, it's got to be on our platform. And like you said, it doesn't just have to be, you know, it's a digital service. What if it's comic books too? What if somehow this uh, integrates with their comic uh, their, their comic subscription service and what if you could just read digital comics on it too? Well, That'd that would be amazing. That's funny you mentioned that because DC never had that until this year. So mm-hmm. they are putting that on there as well, which would be great. I mean, a one-size-fits-all solution for the DC fan. And, and Yeah, I mean – that's really awesome. I mean, it's really creative because, I mean, hey, if you, you know, we talk a lot about the live action movies on this podcast because that's what the podcast is about. But, I mean, if they're not, you know, if your live action movies maybe aren't doing so hot, you know, 
do all the other stuff you're doing well. I mean, you can make, they make freaking awesome comic books. You make awesome animated shows. You make awesome uh, TV shows. Just throw all that stuff onto a streaming service and, you know, start cashing the checks. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, using the, the back catalog of things people love, they want to sit down and, you know, binge watch the animated series or Superman the animated series or Batman Forever or not Forever. Beyond Batman Beyond, yeah. yeah. People want to watch it. Right, even Batman Forever. Fuck it, put them, put all those old movies on. There. Like, <laughs> yeah. If, it, if it's a DC property and WB owns the rights to it now, um, I don't know what that consists of, but I'm pretty sure they made all those movies in the early 2000s as well. Um, yeah. So let, let's let's do it. I'm I'm down for this. Like man. this is a great idea, and as long as the price is 20 bucks a month, yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not too expensive. That that's the caveat there. I think it'll be great. So you know what? I'm all I'm I am down for DC doing this. And it will not be surprised if Disney or Marvel um, kind of does something maybe similar in the near future. So, yeah. um, uh, you know, from imitation, we get greatness. So I'll, I'll take it. Sweet. Uh, speaking of DC movies, we only have one bit of news on that today. And that is uh, The Flash. Uh, Robert Zemeckis may be a possible director for this movie. Oh, um, that that would be interesting. <laughs> so Robert Zemeckis is known for Back to the Future, probably some of his... Uh, what most people know him from uh mm-hmm. he, he later kind of delved into half like very hyper realistic cg stuff like the polar express um and um was it the night before christmas or something like that or the christmas story with jim carrey um beowulf but i mean if, if they can get him for the flash that's the first like you know classic director that they would have in this in their stable of directors yeah, so. I mean, I think this is a definitely a perking up the ears of some people. I mean, out of all of these DC movies, I, I think I'm most excited for The Flash just because, you know, the TV show's been really, really fun. They've been really creative with their TV budget to show these uh, superhero powers. And I'm just waiting to see what they can do with The Flash on a freaking, uh, you know, like $500 million budget or whatever they end up spending on the movie. So give it to Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, I hope it's good. You know, you know Rob, Robert Zemeckis, you know, you know he's getting... He's getting up there in age, but so is George Miller, and George Miller knocked it out of the park with Mad Max Fury Road. So, you know, when it comes down to art and craft, I think the older you are, sometimes the better it could be. So this is good. I, this is awesome. All this awesome DC news that we just got, this is this is cool. I love getting good DC news. Yeah, I, I mean, I do too. I like it. So sign me up for it. I, I, I like some good DC stuff. Like, you know, again, people, normally we don't have a lot of good things to say, but this week we're, it's great. It's great for us. Jurassic World 2 adds a classic actor again with Jeff Goldblum back in. Oh, man. If this wasn't our summer movie preview uh, episode and I didn't have to make all of that like the, the headline of the show, uh, this would have been like up front and center. We all know how much I love Jeff Goldblum on this show. This is huge. This is this is huge news, man. Well, yeah, we already have an episode called Jeff is Goldblooming and you know, we have to make Jeff is Goldblooming 2 electric boogaloo um as, as the <laughs> title but yeah he's coming back as dr in malcolm which we saw in a jurassic park and the lost world so um we don't know anything about jurassic world 2 uh was doing except there they have uh, him returning and then the um the scientist who was in jurassic world in jurassic park the first one um i can't think of his name bd wong is the actor but yeah uh, uh he's returning so looks like they're um there's also another character the old man from babe I, I can't think of the actor's name, but he <laughs> right. is, he is actually in this movie as a partner 
to uh, Richard Hammond from the first movie. Uh, okay. So there's a lot of throwbacks to the originals coming up in this next one. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum is just in this renaissance right now um, of his career where he basically can do no wrong because he's just so cool. I mean, no one liked Independence Day 2. It was bad. And he was in it, and he was kind of like the main star to bring people into the theaters to connect him to the last movie. And people were just like, oh, we still like you, Jeff Goldblum, because he's just awesome. He kind of has that um, charisma force behind him, like, um, oh, uh, what's his name? It's blank. I'm, I'm, why am I blanking? Uh, Ghostbusters, Caddyshack. Um, oh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, that's right. <laughs> I could think of all of his movies in his face, but just not his name. He's kind of got that uh, force behind him. So, uh, man, he's going to be cashing some big checks. I mean, summer blockbuster sequels. Whew. Jeff Goldblum, awesome get. Can't wait for it. He also will be using that money on his food truck called Chef Goldblum's. So. <laughs> yes, I love that. Um, get the gold bloom, the silver bloom, the bronze bloom. He is just out there doing everything. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad he's coming back. We, everyone loves Dr. Ian Malcolm. Nobody... As much as people don't like um, the Lost World, people love Jeff Goldblum in that movie. So, oh yeah, we'll, we'll take it. The Masters of the Universe movie um, is still coming out, Mike. If you remember, the <laughs> he I can't movie. Re- I can't remember the last time we talked about this. this Very is, this is ancient. ancient. It's ancient news. already. <laughs> uh, the the director McG is no longer directing the movie. They're shopping around for more. But David Goyer is writing the script. Which yeah, we know how we feel about Goyer. <laughs> yeah, right. It depends on what he's doing. If he's if he's enjoying himself, this might turn out good. But uh, so I just want to give an update on that. I know a lot. A lot of I've seen a lot of He Man stuff lately, like all over the place in like the comic book store and like at the conventions. He Man is a hot topic right now for some reason. Maybe so. he's coming up on like an anniversary or something. I don't know. Yeah, but the first movie of Masters of the Universe sucks. It sucks so hard, Mike. So don't don't watch it. <laughs> All right. So we'll go with that. And lastly, I got um to, a chance to watch the King Arthur movie, Legend of the Sword, two weeks early this week. Um, wow. Through through promotion WB had here at our local theater, and I honestly, as much hell as you know, we forgot about this movie. We thought it was already out. <laughs> we thought we'd already missed it. And as much hell as you know, I thought I'd give it. I actually kind of enjoyed myself a little bit more than i thought oh, i would oh i'm honestly i'm shocked <laughs> um so it's a guy ritchie movie and if you're familiar with guy ritchie's movies um like snatch lock Sock, two smoking barrel sherlock holmes he does maintain some of his uh, typical guy ritchie styles and and stuff kind of like the way um edgar wright does in some of his movies like the quick uh-huh. cuts to, to talk over stuff um a lot of uh, several scenes kind of like out of ant-man where it's got the um his hispanic friend telling about the story while the story's <laughs> happening michael pena yeah yeah so it's it actually is a very a refreshing take on the king arthur story it's not the same old some lady in the water gives him a sword and tells him he's gonna become the king and he's mm-hmm. the king it's actually a lot like it reminds me a lot of lord of the rings but if this was a video game i'd play the shit out of it like <laughs> I, it's got some cool action it's got some cool stuff i I did not offend me, Mike, and I think oh, if, wow. if people are on the fence, go for it. If you're not on the I'm, fence, you're not I'm missing surprised. a lot, but if you're on the fence, go for it. So, All right. I, I have to say, honestly, uh, I'm shocked it didn't offend you. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's sad to say, uh, I think this movie comes out, when does this movie come out, like a week after Guardians or something like that? Yeah, it comes May out 12th. soon, right? Yeah. Yeah, this it's... I mean, it's just, it's going to be competing with the second week of Guardians, which I think is going to be even difficult then. So, I mean, good luck, Guy Ritchie. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Hunnam, I mean, I didn't care for him too much in um, 
what was the last the movie he did uh, Pacific Rim. P- uh-huh. But uh, he he came in he's a, he was a better actor in this one than he was in that for some reason. So I guess the only question I have is does the, does this movie try to set up like a franchise? Do you think there's going to be another King Arthur 2 in a couple years or It it didn't feel like it. It felt like it ended right. where it needed to. But right. if there is more to it, I'm okay with it because there's a whole bunch of world they didn't explore, but they didn't like, "Oh, well, we're going to go over there next time." It it, <laughs> it ended on a good note and if, if there's more out of it, you know, I'd be okay with that. So all right. Well, color me shocked. Yeah, col- color, me color, shocked. color me shocked as well. So I didn't expect <laughs> I didn't expect to enjoy it that much. So we'll we'll go with it. Uh, but that's it for the show. Uh, end on end on that positive little review there, um, Mike. If people want to know what you're up to, uh, how the non 3D screening of Guardians went, where can they find you at? <laughs> well, if you want to find out if I actually got Hamilton tickets that got released this morning just before we started recording the podcast, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to know what you're up to, because you're in full tilt Comic Con season right now, where can they follow you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V A L D A N. Uh, you can find me there and read stuff on Comic UI and Filmside Chats. And um, yeah, it is Comic Con mode, and it's. it's I mean, you're going to get the bigger one, uh, Comic-Con of the year, Mike, so it doesn't really matter, but um, <laughs> a lot going on, and uh, really excited to, to watch Guardians and all the other stuff this summer, so there's that. And starting uh, next week, when we kick off our summer spoiler cast uh, season, uh, people want to listen to those, Mike, and want to know how they can find our thoughts on Guardians. Where can they do that if they're not familiar with it? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com because that is the best place to find all the avenues uh, that we host the show and to check out the show notes. So we, we talked about so many release dates in this episode. If you actually want to see them cataloged somewhere, uh, come check out the show notes for this episode. Uh, but you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr, and you can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, and if you want to pick up some sweet swag, you can check out superheroslate.com slash store and get some like t-shirts and mugs and sweatshirts and stuff we really love that um if you're a fan of the show please consider leaving us a review a like giving us some feedback we love hearing from you guys uh whether you agree with us or not we still love it um and if you're a super fan of the show uh just share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week especially next week guardians of the galaxy man spoiler cast news episode get ready for it yes we're gonna be here twice not once but twice so uh that's it for the show this week thanks for listening guys and i guess we'll we'll catch you next week all right bye everybody Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Man, like only three people in the world have Squidbillies merchandise, and you were one of them.